Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Fernicus Charette. Say what? We're doing it. Doc G, what's up? Man, nothing much. Nope. Nothing much. How are you? Hmm. I'm pretty good. I watched The Batman this weekend. You see that movie yet? The new Batman? Yeah, with Edward. Oh, wow. No, I have not. I have not. I'm still stuck on 1989. I'm a few years, decades yeah. behind, you know? Girl, come on! Okay, yeah. every now and then I'll watch A Dark Knight. I'll throw it in there. <laughs> it's a good one. That's the best, I how think. Was, how was the new one? It's good. It's different. It's, it's just, you can't beat Christopher Nolan, though, or... I mean, Michael you, know, you can't go wrong with the Don't. classics. Yeah, Michael Keaton. But Don't. man, Michael I, Keaton. Mm-mm. No way, no Mm-mm. way. But it was good though. It was just different. You know, it was just a dark, a darker Batman. Just you I feel know, like Edward's not too in much there. Darker you can get. It's getting pretty dark in there. They need to get. Yeah. I want to see them remake it back to the '60s goofy Batman. Yeah, I want to yeah, see yeah, them. Yeah. A uh, Robin in there and some Kapals and Blueys mm-hmm. and Blams. I want to see that Tights. Batman. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Not the black suit. Just spandex gray yeah. with a little cartoony bat. Yes. That's what I yeah. want to see. That's I the will way. go see it. Yeah, man. <laughs> Well, now you didn't just do that. You were up in the mountains. I saw you up there uh, with your oh, with yeah. your with your lady friend just. Streaking across the, I mean, not streaking as in naked, what? but streaking across <laughs> the mountains there, and the it was snow capped and beautiful yeah. trees. Where was that? Yeah, Mount Charleston. It's like a whole nother environment outside of Vegas. It's mm. like a totally different world out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they still have a little bit of snow up there. It's still nice yeah. and cool, and uh, it's a nice retreat from the desert, Dalchi. Jeez, <laughs> going retreating. That's always nice. <laughs> Yeah, there were there were other things going on besides retreats this uh, weekend, Mike. We had Coachella. Coachella. I yeah. saw some videos. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, no former guests of the show were invited on ah. Coachella. Yeah, we didn't. I was hoping maybe one, maybe one. Even sadder, Mike. Nobody invited me to Coachella. There was no. Yeah. Nobody wanted Doc G on the stage or in the crowd. Either oh. one. So. Yeah. This year. Mm, yeah, this next year. year they're scheduling next me year. in. Yeah, sadly Harry Styles did not want me to bust out with him in a matching sequin jumper, and both of us <laughs> do our dances. You know, that's a fact. Did you see any Harry Styles videos? No. Now I now I want to check this out. He's though. got this a full on. He looks like a disco ball. He literally ah. he's just full on, and it's a you know it's like a. I don't know what you'd call it, a dude romper. It's like, hmm. y- you know, it's like a vest a into pants. Yeah, that's a one piece. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, ha- I have a theory on Harry Styles, Mike. I have what's a theory. Your theory. My theory is I think he's realized that basically anything he does, the fans, especially the lady fans, 
will love. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's good. told himself, let's see how much weird I can do and people will still go along with it. Yeah. Like, it's not even <laughs> that he really believes in most of this stuff or just really wants to groove to it. He's like, let's see, right. if, let's see if this will stick. Yeah, let's throw let's it out there, if, right? You know, let's like see if I can get a no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a disco ball at Coachella. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Like, and uh, I don't know if you watched. Uh, he invited uh, Shania Twain on stage with him. Ah, throwback, nice. And she came on wearing a disco ball too. She was oh matching disco ball-y. and uh, they played. I feel like a woman together. And again, that's awesome. He was like, I'm going to sing this, see if anybody's like, wait a second. I don't know. Does he feel like a woman? Am I going to go with it? And they were like, yeah, why not? Who cares, right? Like, yeah, I just th I thought about it when, when I saw this. I was like, can you imagine how confused Shania Twain was when she got that call? Like, wait, who? Hey, did he get the wrong number? Does he know <laughs> I haven't had a hit in like 25 years? What? Really? All right. Like, I mean, you know, when Little Nas X got Billy Ray Cyrus on Old Town Road, it was before Little Nas X was famous. Like, that was yeah. before he was super famous. Mm -hmm. This is famous, and he's like, hey, Shania Twain, you've been sitting around for a while. Want to wanna party at Coachella? Everybody's uh, a third your age, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, nah, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm calling it. I'm calling it next big festival, Lil Nas X, maybe Dua Lipa, one of them. They're pulling Garth Brooks off the country shelf. Oh, they're, they're banging out Thunder Rolls. They're coming out. Oh, and just, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. That would be great. <laughs> you know, uh, the Harry Styles, he got Shania Twain out there. She was getting all hot and bothered for Harry Styles. She's literally, she like commented like, oh, this dude is so hot. So hot. Yeah. And I was like. Really? really? I felt like <laughs> I felt like Olivia Wilde was probably at backstage like, "Oh crap. He's going for even older ladies now." Oh no. <laughs> I lost out to Shania, you know. Which if he did, if uh, if he did choose Shania, you got to imagine that'd make Jason Sudeikis happy. That's a fact. He'd be pretty Yeah. Be pretty jazzed. I'm always I'm always pulling for Jason Sudeikis. I'm like, "That dude, he's Ted Lasso." He lost his lady to Harry Styles. Like, is that anything? Is there anything <laughs> sadder than that? Come on, come on. I mean, he did get know. the great show with Ted Lasso, so that was a big pick me up. But still, you got your True. kids hanging out with Harry Styles over there, looking like a disco ball. You're like, man, come on. Blam. Then we had uh, Billie Eilish. She was headlining. She was headlining. Yeah. yeah, I feel I feel bad for Billie. I know that sounds weird. But Why? like, Why do you feel bad? To get that famous that young, you know? Like, she just, like, got skyrocketed, you know? You didn't hear yeah, anything, yeah. obviously, about her in 2008, 17. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden, she just everywhere. Everywhere. And she's 18 years old, you know? like Wow, I didn't know she was 18. Yeah, when she got famous, she, she was now, now she's 21 or whatever. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. But like... Oh, okay. And like, I mean, she has... And, and all of... Like, a, a good amount of her fans are just young, angry internet sharks. Like, it's just... That's yeah. tough. 
Like you're just yeah. waiting, watching them swarm around you, mm-hmm. like just waiting for the next thing that they're like, no, that is not right. We don't agree with that. <laughs> We're not buying your singles anymore. Like it's I'm just, commenting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, even in the middle of her set, in the middle of her set, she was like, I've got three rules for tonight. And her first rule was, you're not allowed to judge anybody out there. Like, I feel like she should have just added, obviously that includes me. Please, please don't judge me. <laughs> don't judge me, you <laughs> Please don't. Please, like, I feel just so much pressure, man. So yeah, much pressure. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure she's had some kind of roadmap, you know, from, like, previous people who have been famous out young. But yeah. But, hard for the internet age. And, well, I and, and I mean, much of a roadmap for that. None of those roadmaps really work out well. I mean, yeah, no, none of no, them. None of. I feel like all of those roadmaps have a big <laughs> X. Like, don't go here. That was a bad yeah. move. Uh, avoid mm-hmm. that cul-de-sac. That's not a good yeah. one. Like Britney Spears gives the roadmap. Like, oh, avoid this one. <laughs> don't go down this one. Don't do this. Uh, don't let anybody give you a razor. That's a bad idea, especially on a night like this. Don't do that. Um, like, it's just uh, you know. Eh. But yeah. Not to be outdone by Harry Styles. She did. She was like, you know what? I'm bringing up somebody old. I'm I'm doing oh. it. She brought out the lead singer of the Gorillas. You remember oh, the Gorillas? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How can you forget those guys? Yeah. She brought out Damon Albarn, the, the lead wow. singer. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how though? Like, do, do people even know what they even look like? No. No, that will, and I mean, obviously, half the people that were in the audience didn't even know who they were were like alive when gorillas were making music. Like, come on. Like, I thought about that with Shania Twain. I was like, I wish there was like a minute to minute Google analysis during Coachella. (laughs) Like, at least like 30,000 people. Like, who is Shania Twain? Who. Oh, she played music, apparently, in the 90s. Okay, all right, that's what he said. Like, I feel like that was even... I know that's the case with uh, with Damon uh, Damon Auburn because uh, apparently there was a whole big, you know, social media storm of, it th- of them thinking it was Billy's dad or Elton John. Those were the oh, two wow. things that people were posting, like, oh, Elton John's out there. And they're like, that's no, not Elton John. Oh, okay, it's it's her dad. That's no, not her dad. Like, had nope. no clue. No clue. I mean, Doc G, in their defense, I wouldn't even know who it was. And I'm a huge fan of the Gorillas. Well, I mean, I mean it's like you said. Them as it that. definitely doesn't help when none of the Gorillas music videos ever <laughs> featured the band. So, you no. know, like, mm, sort of, yeah, a little bit hard. Um, at the end of her performance, she ended by saying, sorry, I'm not Beyonce. Word. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. Which, which was weird. I, I imagined, you know, the reason I like, I thought about it. I was like, why would you say that? Like, why would you say that? And then I was like, maybe she was just trying to make Damon feel better. You know, like maybe he heard Mm. like, Hey, it's Elton John. He's like, 
Elton John. He's like 75 <laughs> years old. Come on, man. So she went back there and was like, yeah, dude, it's crazy. You were getting called Elton John. They were calling me Beyonce, so I had to tell them, like, I'm not Beyonce, you know? <laughs> crazy. Anyways, let's move on. Like, I feel like maybe that was it. I nope. don't know. Just I don't know. Something I was thinking. But, Mike, uh, there's one other thing I need to say about uh, Coachella. And this other thing will slightly break Billy's rule. Um, mm. And this this needs to be said. F- your Coachella outfit, folks. Just... <laughs> that needs to be said. That ne- Mike, from last week's show until today, all I've seen on social media is folks preparing for Coachella. Mm. Like... Looking from every angle at their different potential fits, as the mm. as the kids say, the fits. And I gotta say, mm, interesting. That's what I gotta yeah. say. Like, <laughs> I mean, I get it, Mike. I know any of our younger listeners right now. I'm venturing into old man status. I know. Get off my yard. I know. <laughs> I know. But like, I gotta say, unless you're the person on stage. Unless you're wearing a disco ball and performing watermelon sugar, nobody cares what you're wearing. Nope. They don't. Mm -hmm. So just, I mean, and don't get me wrong, Mike. Wear whatever you want. Yeah, for sure. Judgment-free zone. You know, Mm -hmm. me and Billy. Knock yourself out. If you want to wear fairy wings and a lizard tail and a pair of Heelys to get around... Didn't see any Heelys, but you know that'd be pretty sweet. It'd be tough. Yeah, tough in the grass. Dirty. Yeah, it's desert. It's like yeah, (laughs) big, big, (laughs) bumpy wheels on there. Woo! Off roading the stuff. (laughs) That's Um, different. Yeah, that would be a fit right there. But I mean, just I'm just saying, don't expect people to care about your fit. You know? Nah. I mean, like it's like this show, Mike. I fully expect people not to give. And most of the time, <laughs> my expectations are met, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, now that we've set our expectations unbelievably high for this show, are you ready to fire it up? It's fired up, Doc G. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Mike, we have a fantastic show today. We have returning guest, Dead Posey. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Danielle and Tony back on the show. These these guys, they're great. They got new music out. They got a new tour coming up. They're going out on tour with like this uh this burlesque dance troupe. Word. Oh, uh, okay. Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna ask if I can join the burlesque dance troupe. Mm. Odds are I'm gonna say no, but I'm gonna try. Yeah. We'll give it a shot. Ready? Don't. It'll be tight. (laughs) Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Not only that, but of course, we have none other than Claude. Fly till I die, Lathan. Mm -hmm. Breaking down all the basketball glory that is coming in the playoffs. I'm I'm excited, Mike. I'm excited. But first, we need to start where we start. The birthday suit. Birthday suit. Happy birthday. President. Here we go. Here we go. I think uh, you definitely can get this first one. I think you can get this All first right. one. Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> born in Radford, Virginia, April 20th, 1985. Our birthday suit wearer hosts this show. 
Hey, Doc G. Happy birthday today. It's me. It is It is the birthday time. I am old. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hooray for me. 420. It is celebration. Our our friends, the old fat lesbians, hey, are, there they are. are celebrating my birthday for me. I would like to think that it's just for me. Let's be honest. We know that it's not for me, but they're still celebrating regardless. A percentage of it is. Yeah. Yeah, ten percent, maybe fifteen. I'll give them that. I would say fifteen. I mean, due to what they're celebrating with, I'm guessing they're gonna forget that fifteen percent. But mm-hmm. you know, regardless, they did for at least a couple of seconds. So you know what? Happy yeah. birthday to me. Happy birthday, Doc G. You know, it's a another another year celebrating the Doc G Show. So true. So, yeah, I'm happy to do it. Happy to happy to mm-hmm. be here. Happy to celebrate the birthday with you, Mike. We're happy to have you here, Doc G. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Uh, Mike, now that we have celebrated my birthday sufficiently, are you ready (laughs) to rip some headlines? Yeah, what's happening? It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. We're going to rip a a, a couple headlines here, but we got to move a little bit fast because we do have Claude coming on the show. Want to be able to talk Mm -hmm. as much uh, basketball as possible. There's lots of... Lots of storylines I want to, 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 to investigate. But first, Mike, we got to head down to Florida. We got to stay here in the oh, state. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to Palm Beach County for this story. Uh, police officers were cruising around in an unmarked patrol vehicle. I hate those unmarked cars. Hate them. The Mike. worst. No offense, worst. police, but I hate them. I, I, you guys I'm, being I'm so offense. shady. Okay, full, full offense. offense. <laughs> full offense. That's right. You guys just being shady over there, trying to blend in. We know. We know. Anyways, they came up on a white Mitsubishi SUV, and as they put it in the police report, quote, the vehicle was stopped well past the stop bar and was protruding in the street partially blocking southbound travel on Australian Avenue, which is a clear violation of the law. Which, when I saw this in the police report, Mike, I was like, really? Hmm. really? Are they going to be turds and pull this person over just because they pulled over the stop line? Like that, that's some turd stuff right there, you know? Yeah, it is. But yeah. then, I read on. I read on, and they said they pulled up beside the SUV, and they saw the man driving extend his arms above his head with a clear glass pipe in his hands, followed by lighting the clear glass pipe with a lighter and held the clear glass pipe to his mouth. (laughs) What? Then they say, based off of my training and experience of working in the street crimes unit... Uh, and, and specializing in dealing with illegal narcotics, I immediately recognize the clear glass pipe to be common in what I have seen in the smoking of crack cocaine. Ah. Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, Mike. I don't know if you need any street crimes unit work to know that nobody is smoking anything legal in a clear glass pipe. So true. Like, no. Nobody's Looks pulling like out their fine tobacco <laughs> and being like, yeah, put this in my clear glass pipe. There we go. So they pulled this guy over. And when one of the police officers was getting out of the car and walking up to the driver, 
the driver put the car into drive, pinned the officer in between the police car and the SUV, and then ran over the police officer's foot. Girl, come on! Oh, no. Yeah. They never actually gave an update on the foot, so I don't know how his foot is, but hmm. ran over it. And uh, when they got back in the car, they ran his license plate. They found the address that the license plate was associated with, and they went to that address, and sure enough, the dude's just sitting in his car in his driveway. Hmm. <laughs> Mike, I understand you may be under the influence of crack. But yeah. you need to have a better game plan than let's go back to the house that's linked to my license plate. Like, mm -hmm. maybe a mm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, think about where you're going to go, you know, if you are yeah. spotted by police doing illegal drugs. True, true, true. Just saying. They tried to arrest the man. It took three officers to bring this dude down. It was a wow. tough pull down. He was beating yeah. them with all kinds of things. Their radio. They had put handcuffs on one hand, and he was hitting them with the other part of the handcuff. Oh, yeah. Man. They got their licks in, though, too. They had the mug shot of this dude. Both eyes were black. So, uh -huh. you know, it was, <laughs> it was a little bit of an even exchange, even though it was a one-on-three situation. Um, mm -hmm. he ended up with about 10 charges, including possession of crack cocaine. So, Mike, it said this time, if I had a clip of Rick James saying cocaine is a drug, I'd play it. That's a fact. Um, <laughs> but it's always stories like this that make me call BS on researchers that, that have studies that try to say, like, sugar is addictive as cocaine. And I'm just like, sugar's never mm -hmm. made anybody do this. You've never, no. you never seen anybody do this over like a praline, like ah no, and just like <laughs> beat the crap out of everybody. That's not gonna happen, you know. No, it's just no feel way. like it's a little oversold sometimes. Anyways, Mike, we're gonna stay in Florida for one more story here. Uh, the Rinaldis, the Rinaldis hmm. are an older couple from Fort Lauderdale, which. Obviously, you ever been down to Fort Lauderdale? There's a good amount of older couples down there. Yeah, there are. Uh, they've been playing it safe for the last two years, you know? They've both stayed pretty secluded because of the pandemic. Both mm -hmm. of them are vaccinated. They're now both double boosted. They've had oh. two boosters. So they, they got a little cocky, you know? Yeah. They were like, you know what? We're going to go cruise. We're going to go on a cruise. Hmm. So they jumped on a actual cruise boat, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that was about three weeks ago. And Linda Rinaldi said, I went on this cruise thinking, I wouldn't get it. I'm vaxxed. I'm double boosted. Word. Uh, not too surprisingly, Mike, in the middle of the cruise, over 100 cases of COVID shot up through the boat uh, oh, throughout the cruise. Uh, Ray Rinaldi said, I'm wondering how you can possibly get COVID-19 on a ship that's supposedly 100% vaccinated. Girl, come on! Uh, they ended the story with Linda saying, I don't think the pandemic's over. Hmm. Mike, <laughs> Mike, a couple of things here. Uh, first off, if you're not a fan of disease, any disease, mm -hmm. colds, flus, 
dysentery, STDs. Yeah. What? Don't go on a cruise. Nah. Number one, just don't. No. That, going on a cruise in that situation is like if you aren't a fan of rich white people and you decide to head over to a golf tournament. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not yeah. going to like it. It's going to end up bad for you. That's yeah. it's 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 not good. Second, <laughs> I'm not an immunologist, Mike, but this is something I feel like everyone should have learned over the last two years. No vaccine is a hundred percent effective against infection. There is not one. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you haven't learned that over the past two years, I'm not sure if you should be allowed to go on a cruise. Nope. I don't know if uh, you know. That's that's an option for you. Third, Miss Rinaldi, if you're listening, if you're out there listening to this show right now, COVID is not over. Nope. It no. will never be over. It's what we call an endemic now. Hmm. Think of it like your electricity bill. You're never going to eliminate it. It's always going to come back. Sometimes yeah. it'll be higher than normal. Sometimes it'll be lower than normal. Sometimes, mm -hmm. if the weather's just right and you're not using a lot of lights, it'll barely be there at all. It's not going away, though. It's no. going to be there. So yeah. just strap in, Miss Rinaldi. Strap in. Get get yeah. used to it. Uh, <laughs> Mike. Doc G. Yeah. Can I say something? Of course. Thank you to Miss Rinaldi if she's listening. Mm. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, after I lectured you on your immunology <laughs> thoughts... Definitely. Thanks for listening, Miss Rinaldi. We appreciate it. You know what? And next time I'm down in Fort Lauderdale visiting my brother, if we can have uh, you know coffee together or something, that'd be lovely. Yeah. You know, yeah, so true. Yeah. Yes. Just, just, just we'll we'll be six feet apart, and I will mm -hmm. not infect you with COVID as as hard as I try. You know, um, Mike. Last uh, story here. You gotta you gotta imagine. It's pretty annoying living beside an airport, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've lived beside some train tracks in my day. And yeah, I, I feel I feel like that's sort of similar, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. There's a dude that lives beside the Dublin airport uh, in Ireland. And uh, this last year, uh, he has decided to complain about that airport. And uh, he didn't just send in one complaint, Mike. No, no. He sent in 12,272 noise complaints over wow. last year. Yeah. Wow, Doctor. Yeah. I did the math. That's 34 uh, that's 34 <laughs> noise complaints a day. Wow. 34 noise complaints a day. Now, uh, not too surprisingly, Mike, uh, that changed absolutely nothing at the Dublin airport. <laughs> That's a fact. Uh, he wasted however long it took to file 12,272 air uh, uh, noise complaints. <laughs> Mike, a couple things about this story. First, I mean, did this dude actually think this would do anything? Like, did he think that was gonna be effective? Like, I mean, thirty-four per day—that's it's a lot. But Might like, did something. he he <laughs> think the massive international airport would be like, oh crap, there's one old cranky man 
No, geez, we better just stop. Everybody stop. Just uh, turn off all the planes. We need to quit. This guy isn't happy. I mean, it's basically like everyone stop wearing their fits for Coachella because I complain like an old <laughs> man about that. It's not like it's going to spread on social media and everybody's going to be like, uh, uh, Jack G said he doesn't like fit, fit talk. We better stop it, guys. Stop it. One old cranky man. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Second... The airport has literally been there for 85 years. 85 years. I'm pretty positive this dude that was complaining 13,000 times didn't start living in that house in 1930, and then the airport built up around him. He's like, oh, no, this airport. <laughs> like, no, you moved. You knew what you were getting into when you moved into the house. Like, come on, man. You can't, like, you can't... Uh, 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 move in beside a McDonald's and be like, oh, God, all I smell is uh, uh, the Big Macs all day. Yeah, it's <laughs> what they make. It's what they do. They're McDonald's. <laughs> Lord, come so on. So good. Love they are delicious. They are delicious. <laughs> I had shout- one on Sunday, Doc G. Nice. Shout out to, I can't even remember his name, but the dude that ate like 35,000 Big Macs. Shout out. Yeah. Following up. I'm going to see if that guy's still alive. Next show, we're going to see if he's still alive. Doc G, can I say something? I'm going to try to get that guy on the show. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to email that guy like 34 times in one day, <laughs> every day for I a mean, year, and I'm going to try to get his attention to get him on the show. No offense to that dude, but he, I'm sure he doesn't have too much going on. Like, no I mean, he's just got Big Macs to eat Have all lunch. day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I want to say it's like... Goober, Gruber, it's not, I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna. I follow up. I'll, I'll find it out. Uh, Mike, before we go to break, uh, we need to give a shout out uh, because we're going straight into NBA when we get back. So we need to mm-hmm. give our shout outs right now before we go to break. So okay. let me just get them out while we're here. First off, we got to shout out the regulars. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Ashburn, Virginia, Dublin, Ireland, Peoria, Illinois, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Barcelona, Spain, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Katy, Texas, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Richardson, Texas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Toms River, New Jersey, Biloxi, Mississippi. They're on the regulars, Mike. They're on the regulars. They've made it. They've made it. Now they just got to stay regular. I'm going to have to take them off. So they just need need to stay there. Uh, semi-regulars. Here we go. Shout out to Louisville, Kentucky, Whiting, New Jersey, San Jose, California, Compton, California, Panama City, Panama, Denton, Texas, New Freedom, Pennsylvania, Wallaford, Connecticut, Kansas City, Missouri, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, Nashville, Tennessee, Orlando, Florida, and New York. New York. There we go. Regulars and semi Regulars, my couple folks from your old hometown there, just just okay. listening in, you know. Yeah, O Town uh, used to uh, listen on the reg, Mike. Really? Yeah, they did, and it makes me Come a little on. sad that they don't regularly listen anymore, you know. So let's get it back, O Town. Come on. Come on, let's guys. Let's get it back. Girl, come let's on. Get it back. And Denton, Texas. I'm looking at you too, Compton. Compton, I'm looking at you guys. I'm gonna imagine. That was either Kendrick Lamar, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Dre, uh, or uh, DeMar DeRozan. 
That's mm. uh, who I'm going to say that was. Nice. You know, he's originally from Compton. I mean, granted, he's in the middle of a playoff game right now, mm-hmm. and uh, he plays for the Bulls. But he flew back just to listen to my show, and then flew back uh, to the game. So <laughs> I appreciate that, Demar Derozan. That's very nice Thank of you. Thank you. Anyways, Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest. This is Dead Posey with Russian Roulette. On the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Listeners, this is normally where I tell you to listen to the podcast, but we don't really have time to do that right now. Listen to the podcast. What? Uh, Aside from that, (laughs) we need to move on because, Mike, we have been meaning to do something for a long time. 
And of course, like most things on the show, when I say we've been meaning to do something for a long time, we just keep on pushing it down the line. But this time, <laughs> we've actually we've actually committed. This time, we have decided that we are going to talk NBA, and that means we have brought on none other than our NBA analyst of almost five, well now six, six years. Say what? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mr. Claude, fly till I die, Lathan. Claude, how are you, sir? Great. Doing great. Flying on in for another segment with, uh, with some of my favorite uh, co-hosts and uh, excited to talk some hoops. Six years. It's insane, though, right? I, I mean, it doesn't feel like it, it to doesn't. be honest. I, we've been doing this for so long. It uh, feels like we started it yesterday. I remember um, when, when you and I first started talking hoops yeah. with Heath Smith. There it is. <laughs> I was I was telling I was telling Mike before before uh, you came on. I was telling him about how I was like, he's like, so what's Claude doing? I was like, you know, I met, first met Claude when I was in a band with a dude, and I went over to his house. <laughs> And there was just this dude that loved basketball. He was just all about it. And I was like, this guy, this guy is an NBA analyst. It's got it all all over. He is he is the NBA analyst. So talent recognized talent. You know, since <laughs> since it is playoff basketball, we are gonna do what we normally do when Claude is on the show. We are going to answer all our NBA questions. Now, Mike, you are new to this roundtable discussion. This is what happens. Mm. We have a rapid-fire Q&A sesh. I throw questions at you and Claude. Now, some people say I would give Claude the harder questions. Um, but if they look deeper, I really give you the harder questions. <laughs> okay. You get the think pieces, okay? You okay. get the abstract-type questions. <laughs> he might get the straight analytics, but you get the ones... Take a little something extra. So get ready, okay? <laughs> okay. Get ready, uh, Claude. We're gonna start off with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna whiz a smoker right at you. Here All it comes. Right. Here it comes. Let's do it. Are the Suns overhyped? <gasps> now, before you answer, mm. let me throw something in there real quick. I want to okay. take everyone back. All the Phoenix Suns loving listeners, before you become enraged and turn the channel off. Let me go back to a text exchange between me and Claude on July 20th, 2021, directly after the last game of the finals. And I quote, Claude, quote, I feel bad for CP3, but he choked a lot. Me, quote, him and Booker. Quote, Claude, two games choked for Booker, three games for CP CP3. Claude, it seems like to me people are forgetting their performance in last year's finals when they're hyping them up. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. No, no. I mean, you're exactly right. I, I want to say you're wrong because I, you know, I love Chris Paul. Um, and what the Suns have done in the regular season is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that there's just more to this team than are they able to win a championship? Mm -hmm. Are they able to pay DeAndre Ayton and keep him happy? That's been a no. Mm -hmm. Are they able to, We just you just mentioned it, are the star guys um, able to step up in a, a real playoff series and, and win it for the team? I mean, they got through uh, a bunch of injured teams last year mm -hmm. just to make it to the finals to lose. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the fact of the matter is they are... They are the definition of a regular season team, and they just happen to keep that running through the playoffs. Because again, they, they everyone they played last year, they had a star player injured, and with this Suns team, again, 
they they have a dynamic of um, really big team camaraderie basketball. It's, it's almost uh, you could parallel it to like the um, to Spurs basketball mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, really great ball movement. Um, they excel in so many different areas. But yeah, I, I always come back. It's funny you brought up those texts. I always come back to. You know, Devin Booker is not someone that I would put money against to choke in the big moment, but that was his first time in a championship stage. And sure as sure enough, you got to go against Giannis of all people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Giannis was just far and away the best player in that series. Devin Booker choked. Uh, Chris Paul, he's just had horrific luck with injuries in the past, but he really did. He just didn't play up to snuff in that series. Um, and what made it all worse was they were healthy. Mm-hmm. And Giannis mm-hmm. is out there on one leg, and he still played and put up a 50-piece in a closeout game and was just, I mean, we're talking about one of the all-time greats here, but it it's just not even a comparison anymore um, between the Suns and the playoffs and the regular season until they prove me different. I don't know. And you got the Giannis signed got photo. It. I love it. Got it. Listeners, I just pointed to my signed uh, picture of uh, Giannis <laughs> on my wall there. He won yeah, me this, over. And Claude can the, ver- the Suns have so much to prove. So much to prove. Claude can verify. I got that literally right after the finals because I was like, this dude's just magical. I got a I got a rep yeah. for him somehow. Uh, Mike, we all know you're an Orlando Magic fan. Now, we also know that they are light years away from the playoffs. Uh, If you could take any current playoff team and just slap Orlando jerseys on them, which team would it be? Who would you want to be your Orlando Magic out there? (laughs) The uh, probably the Bucks. I mean, seems amazing. Nice. Giannis, all those guys. Like you don't want the you don't want the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said good. I said playoff team, Claude. Come on now, come on. <laughs> that, that was my joke. Uh, now, uh, Claude Smoker number two. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, coming into the playoffs, not necessarily after these first two wins of the playoffs. Uh, have the Warriors been slept on? And again. Before you answer, let mm. me go back to a text exchange between me and Claude. December 20th, <laughs> 21. December 20th, 21. Me, I'm very impressed by the Warriors so far. Claude, Warriors are looking so good. Claude, tell me I'm right. Have they been slept on? Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, look, the media has their darlings. Um, uh, the media is what sways all votes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have to say, you know, Steph Curry was the first pick for MVP to start the year for the media. And mm-hmm. then, you know, things kind of died down from there. They they lost Draymond to injury. Um, then they ended up getting Clay back and had to reacclimate him, which is easier, or excuse me, not as easy um, as you'd think it would be. Um, but he's he's balling now. I mean, Clay's yeah. playing phenomenal. Um, I wanted to bring those points up because um, there's one player I want to talk about when you think about the Warriors being slept on. Uh, someone who you could argue has been the most consistent player for them all year Poole. has been Jordan Poole. Yeah. Um, the, the the guy, I cannot believe he was not mentioned more for uh, most improved player. I mean, Definitely. they gave... The, the finalists are already, you know, relatively well-known players, but Jordan Poole has gone from averaging, I think, 12 points a game to almost 19 a game. Mm-hmm. He started over wow. 50 games this season for them, whether it was Steph being out, whether it was Clay being out, whether it was Draymond being out. I mean, they had so many different lineups. Yeah. The one consistent has been Jordan Poole. And look what he's done in the playoffs to start. The guys dropped 30-plus in one game, 20-plus in the next game. Um 
And he's making a case to be a, a full-time starter moving forward. The guy's going to get paid. Mm -hmm. So it's important that I bring all this up because, yes, the Warriors are being slept on. The fact that none of these players, I mean, the media just went from Steph's the MVP to now he's hardly even mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the media hasn't mentioned anything, like I said, about Jordan Poole. They, they've slept on the fact that Draymond's been hurt. Can they win without Draymond? Well, now he's back. Mm -hmm. I just don't feel like they're getting near the amount of love that they were to start the season. And it's, it's kind of a because they are that good and you can see that they you know the ball movement um the consistency uh, even the youth uh steve kerr's done a great job of mixing in some of these young guys gp2 it's not like you have the love that yeah dude. gp2 um i mean his first year with actual job stability good for him yeah so um, true i mean this is a, a team of rat like ragtag rough it out defensive-minded guys. You've mm -hmm. even got an old Andre Iguodala on the bench helping coach these guys through things. And then you still have the, the former core sprinkled in. So, yeah, they're being slept on. Their sharks are swarming, man. Watching defense yeah. on, on Denver, they're just a bunch of... Yeah! I should say piranha. <laughs> they're not sharks. They're just... And then all of a sudden, the ball <laughs> pops out. Uh, Mike, we all know you're a jersey lover. Especially oh, yeah. an Orlando Magic jersey lover. But, oh, yeah. Throwbacks. As we previously mentioned, not in the playoffs. So, not in the playoffs. Nope. Out of the following options, whose jersey would you most likely rock? Trey Young, Atlanta Hawks. Ja Morant, Memphis Grizzlies. Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant, Brooklyn Nets. Jimmy Butler, Miami Heat. Who are you going with? Ah, uh, if I could get a Jimmy Butler Miami Vice, mm. the, Miami, the black Miami Vice heat jersey. Yeah. Uh, I was actually looking for that the other day, just trying to find. They sell out so not... quick, man. Those, yeah. those, those, yeah. those Vice jerseys are hot. Those are hot. Yeah, they're beautiful. I think Mike, my I have design. one of the uh, the Dwayne Wade Miami Vice ones from a few years ago. Ah, that's a good jersey. I wish I would have bought that uh, fresh. I think they still have them, though. I think you could still pick them up, like on. You might eBay. be able to get it cheaper yeah. too. My brother, yeah, maybe. My brother has like uh, fifteen custom-made Vice jerseys with his <laughs> with, with his name on the back. He refuses to get nice. jerseys with other people's names on them. Only his. Yeah, there you go. That's the way. Uh, that's the way. Claude MVP already been voted on. Winner has not been released. Who should it go to? All right, so I got to show love to um, to Nikola Jokic here, um, mm -hmm. and and I'm not doing it. You know me; I, I played basketball my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, I know I know very well. I, I believe my eye test is better than a lot of other people's eye tests. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going into the analytics that that point to. Um, I mean, some some categories are just so heavily weighed um, with Jokic's overall stat line. Mm -hmm. It's hard to show that that he's not going to be favored in some of those stats. But the one that that I wanted to bring up that stands out to me the most. Um, Jokic is the first player in NBA history with 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a season. Mm -hmm. Nobody. That's a fact. Nobody has ever done it, ever. True. And when I get on, uh, you know, on or when I watch TV and I see these professional analysts, and I'm calling them out, Jalen Rose, all these other guys, mm -hmm. they want to talk about doing less with more. They keep throwing Embiid's name out there. And they keep saying, well, Embiid had to do what he's doing with, with the Simmons controversy. And then they had to incorporate Harden. And, and you know, I'm sorry, but Nikola Jokic, he lost Jamal Murray. Mm -hmm. He lost uh, Michael Porter Jr. Mm -hmm. They have had countless starting lineups. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, when you're relying on uh, what rookie Bones Highland to sometimes be one of your most productive scorers, 
It, I mean, I just, it's when I watch these professional analysts talk about Embiid, you could just replace Embiid's name with Jokic and you make the same argument. It's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. I've never seen, and he's it, just so people know, I mean, all the listeners out there, Nikola Jokic is the MVP from last year. He's the reigning MVP. I have never seen, and please tell me if y'all think differently on this, but I have never in my life seen a former MVP be talked about not like uh, less than this guy. I mean, he just, he gets shown no love. So I'm sorry, but the man who went without um, a guy who was just signed to a max deal in Michael Porter Jr., a guy who was looking to be a a first-time All-Star in Jamal Murray, um, I I just, and he drops 2,000, 1,500 in a season, that's your MVP. It's not about analytics. It's about the fact that he did less with more and or more with less, excuse me, and Mm-hmm. And you just can't get any better than that. Real quick, yeah. I will say uh, on the Jalen Jacoby podcast, they do give tons of love to uh, to Jokic. It might be Good. more. It might be more Jacoby than Jalen. But uh, I would see they, that. Jay, I've heard Jalen on the on uh, what is it NBA Tonight? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, for the ESPN games, and you know they all want to give it to Embiid. But I, I've seriously heard him up on the stage, and it's not just Jalen; it's it's other people as well. And they say, well, Embiid had to go through this Ben Simmons scenario, and and all. I'm sorry, the man. Ben Simmons could have played or he, or he didn't have to play. It didn't matter. It's not like he was going to be out there giving you 40 points a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's a defensive stopper. But at the end of the day, if you had to ask what who was missing more, is is Ben Simmons more than missing uh, in, you know, Michael Porter Jr. and, and Murray? Mm-hmm. No, it's just not. And, and people just refused, I think, to bring that up about Jokic. It, it makes no sense to me. It's a story build up. I think that's the main thing. You got to build up to that. And, and you know, it's been the process. So everybody just sort of looks at that. Okay, <laughs> now that's where it goes. That's where it goes. Yeah. Anyways, Mike, Trey Young, Jimmy Butler had to be separated in game one. They were they're playing the Hawks, the Heat. They got into it. A little tango mm. there. If they got in a fight, who's coming out on top? Oh, Jimmy Butler. 100%. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like Trey Young Trae is that. Spicy, though. I was about to say, I feel like he's that guy that all of a sudden throws some sand in Jimmy Butler's face, and you're like, <laughs> where did he get sand? He's on a basketball court. And he just attacks him, you know, and just, and just you know, sort of piranha style. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. For sure, for sure. Claude, who's winning the Boston-Brooklyn series? It's good. It, it could go seven games. The first game was so exciting. Um, it was. I mean, that's a fact. I, I would say, you know, Boston is the most complete team. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was just talking about other um, professional analysts and, and announcers. I, I've got to throw one more name out there. But, you know, our, our he's probably the godfather of announcing at this point for the younger generation. But Charles Barkley mentioned the other day. <laughs> what? This team's only going to go as far as, as Kevin Durant and... Uh, uh, and Kyrie take them. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooklyn, and, and he's he's exactly right. I mean, they have to play amazing basketball for that team to win. Um, if you're not going to play LaMarcus Aldridge, who's a great offensive weapon, who's been hurt in and out the lineup this year, if you're not going to play him, Blake Griffin's been trash. You know, They don't play him half the time. Their third option has turned into Bruce Brown, mm-hmm. um, who is, who's playing great, don't get me wrong. But when you're in the playoffs and your third option is Bruce Brown, come on. So shout out Miami, University of Miami. You're looking for 
Kevin Durant and Kyrie to average 35, 30 to 35 plus every single game for them to not win, but have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Um, if Kevin Durant and Kyrie decide that they want to play the way that they can night in and night out, if they're dropping 35 plus, they're going to win. Okay. But if, if Boston can hold them defensively, or at least one of them, defensively to, you know, like Kevin Durant had 23 points in the first game. You do that for one or the other, um, Boston's the more complete team. I can see them winning. Got it. Mike, the Warriors introduced a lineup where they had four great scores on the court and Draymond. Uh, They had Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Poole, and Draymond. A lot of folks were looking for a nickname for this lineup. They called it the new death lineup because they had the death lineup back in the day. Uh, do you have any options? Can you think of anything? <laughs> any? any? Uh, I don't know why this just came to my mind, but Five Musketeers? I don't know. Mm. I don't have a, a nickname for these guys. How about this? How about this, <laughs> the Mike? Dream team. I While I was writing this question for you, I came up with one. You want to okay. hear it? Yes. I like the four horsemen and donkey. That's <laughs> that's my my lineup name because okay. apparently back in the day on Jimmy Kimmel, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Draymond Green was doing the angry tweet segment and somebody likened him to Donkey from Shrek. So, of course, he's Donkey, and then you've got the four horsemen, and I think it works so well, right? They're all they're all horsemen. He's a donkey. It's just come on. It's great. It fits his style too. He's not a, a Mustang out there. He's a donkey getting it done. You know, just yeah. doing that work. He's working. Yeah. Yeah. Getting in there. Sure. Uh, Claude, <laughs> can the Bucks repeat? Can the Bucks repeat? Yes, um, definitely. I, I I think that when you look at the um, the Eastern Conference standings, you know or just the playoff format uh it's it's set up for them to come through uh i don't i don't know if there's a better individual player in the playoffs right now than Giannis Mm -hmm. um from a dominant standpoint and you know i was talking about Jokic a few minutes ago and what he brings to the table night in night out those ridiculous numbers it's i'm not saying other players can't put up numbers what i'm saying is uh Giannis is by far it's not even close, um, the most dominant individual since Shaq. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing in a playoff series, the game slows down tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you you watched Memphis struggle in their first game because the game slowed down a little bit um, mm-hmm. against Minnesota. You know, they were great in the regular season, but, it, you know, when, you, when the game slows down that much, you have to have mm-hmm. something that is your go-to every time in the half court. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be Giannis. I mean, and the thing about Giannis is this isn't even Giannis of two years ago when he's winning back-to-back MVPs. He's better. This is Giannis yeah. who now has developed a turnaround fadeaway jump shot off his right shoulder. Mm-hmm. Honestly, right and left shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Giannis who, if he wants to, he can just throw the ball up off the backboard. You saw it in the highlights. And he can just go yeah, up and dunk it because everyone else is too small. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about unicorns. Um this is what Kristaps Porzingis wishes he was. Uh, the guy is just above and beyond anything we could have expected when he came into the league in 2014. And I think for these reasons, he is going to push his way back through the East. I wouldn't be surprised if um, if we don't see 
you know, when the Nets had Harden, you you could see a big three taking on a dominant presence like Giannis, and it's like, how is Giannis going to beat that? But then you see KD and Kyrie and nothing else behind them, and you think, how are they going to beat Giannis? Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's almost like a LeBron scenario where the next couple of years are set up for Giannis to just make his way through the East unless you have another giant big three form that works out a little better than what the Nets tried to put together. So yeah, I, I think that the Bucks definitely can repeat and not just this year, but uh, the next couple of years, they're going to be contenders. Nice, Agreed. nice. We're running out of time, but Mike, this isn't playoffs related, but it is basketball related, so I felt like it was relevant enough. Okay. Have you seen any of the new series Winning Time on HBO? Ooh, good, no. great series. Need to check it out, Mike. Need to check okay. it out. It's about the Lakers. Wait, what is it? It's about the Lakers dynasty, starting from oh, basically okay. when Magic came. Well, they start before when Magic came on the team, but like that's it's the buildup so is coming up to Magic on the team. There's a little bit of like poetic license and a little bit of uh, exaggeration in there from the real story. They make Jerry West look out to be like a crazy man. That's a fact. I thought about that as well. Uh, the thing about it, though, is... We, we do tend to forget Jerry West did lose nine finals before he we'll won his make, first championship. We'll make you a little crazy. We'll make you yeah, a little I, crazy. I, I got to say, that's got, maybe they're exaggerating, but I wow, would be a little crazy wild. from that. Yeah. Claude, running out of time. Two top, most likely teams to come out of the East. Uh, definitely the Bucks, as I just gave reasons about Giannis and, and his team. Mm-hmm. Um, I say the other one is... Uh, I think Miami is a more complete team than Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, if they don't really have that third option, they're kind of like a two and a half. They've got Harden and Embiid, and then one night it's Tobias Harris, the next night it's it's Maxi. So I, I, you just never know what you're going to get. If they both play great, then they're rocking and rolling. But um, that doesn't happen all the time. So I, I think Miami's the more complete team. I mean, they have so much depth. So I'd say Miami and and the Bucks uh, out of the East, out of the West. I'm going to go with the. Uh, the Suns, um, I do think that all, even after everything we said earlier, if they can turn the regular season success into the playoffs and not, you know, they did it all the way through, even if they did play teams with injuries, they did it all the way through last year till the finals. If they yeah. can just do it one more series, they're good. So I take Phoenix and uh, I think the Warriors are that second team. So nice. I'm going to go with them. Nice. Yeah. Mike, uh, we got one more question here. J.R. Smith, the former NBA player, is now a golfer at uh, the University <laughs> of North Carolina a He just inked a name and likeness deal with Lulu Lemon. Word. Is Lulu Lemon going to sell more shorts thanks to J.R. Smith? Um, I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> Seriously doubt it. Yeah. Seriously doubt That's it. That's sort of what I thought. I was like, I don't, I don't know who J.R. is bringing in that they're like, ah, Shorts are comfy. Thanks, Jr. <laughs> like I don't, nah, I don't know. There was I a Lululemon was a like a women's brand. Oh, they're well into the dudes now. They've been oh, into okay. dudes for like the last like I don't know, ten years, eight years, something like oh, that. Okay. I don't know. They've been yeah. they've been duding it for a while, but uh, right. this is their first big like endorser. You know. You know, it's J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. That was who they went with. They were like, yeah. I'm surprised uh, they didn't go with what was the arm sleeve he used to wear? It was uh, Supreme. Yeah. Yeah. They got fined for it. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd feel like that was the direction he should have gone, but maybe he's trying to expand his portfolio. I don't know. Supreme probably thought they were too good for J.R. Smith. I would be, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, no offense to J.R., he's fantastic. I'm just saying, you know, they things- should get into golf. Yeah, you know, golf. I got to get into the golf. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Uh, Claude, before we go, who's going to win it all? 
Give it to us. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Repeat. There it yeah. is. There it is. I am. I am. I'm, I think that they're just they're just too stout. It's not just Giannis. Um, Chris Middleton. Their their fourth best player and Bobby Portis could arguably be the Nets' third best player from an offensive standpoint. So, so much confidence in that dude too. Very true. And he and he's yeah. I mean, he's just a fan favorite. He's awesome. But when you've got Giannis being backed up by uh, perennial. And at this point, he is a perennial all-star. Chris Middleton, shout-out Skiza. You know, we love our Skiza shout-outs. You know it. You know it. Um, and, and then Drew Holiday, who I, it's just almost a robbery. He's only made one all-star game in his career. That's why he's paid a max contract is because everyone knows whether he's got the accolade on his resume, he is an all-star. I mean, these guys, um, they're no joke. And and now that they've been through it, they've won it, uh, that pressure is off their back a little yeah, bit. And uh, I just think they're going to steamroll their way through. You hear it. You hear it here, folks. Claude is giving it to the Bucks. Now, I will say, before we go, I'm going to go ahead, put my money on the dark horse. I'm putting it on the four horsemen and the donkey. I'm going Golden State. I'm going okay. Golden State. I'm calling it now. They're going to shock the world. They're coming back. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Golden State. I'll probably be wrong. They'll all of a sudden lose the next four games to, to Denver. Who knows? But, Claude... <laughs> It's been a pleasure you being on the show again. We're very happy to talk basketball. Thanks for coming on, man. Always, always. Thank you so much. Uh, really looking forward to uh, seeing how the playoffs shape up, and I'm sure we'll be having another conversation about it soon. We'll have to summarize afterwards, man. We'll have to summarize afterwards. The text will continue, listeners. The, ke- the text <laughs> will continue. We will be right back with none other than Danielle and Tony from Dead Posey right here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Hey, what's up? This Rock Montana. This Mucho Yellow. And this Rockin' Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show from 803 to 904, the best show on the radio. You dig? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we are joined by some fantastic returning guests. They've got new music out. They've got more music on the way. They are getting ready to go on tour. Danielle and Tony, better known as Dead Posey. Guys, how's it going? Great. How are you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Now, real quick, (laughs) before we get into all the cool Dead Posey stuff, I do want to mention, I was starting, as I normally do, getting ready to research this interview. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, let's see what's been happening. And I just want to illuminate right. how bad Microsoft Bing is. Because <laughs> I was, Bing? yeah. Oh. I So at, at my office, all of our desktops have like the default setting that they automatically, even when you go on yeah. Google Chrome, it right. goes to Bing. Right. And instead of uh, instead of Google, okay. right? Okay. Exactly. And so like, I just, I wasn't thinking about it and I binged dead posy. And the first thing that it brings up is Bill Posey, Florida representative of Congress, 
and the, oh. and he's not even dead. And I was just like, what? That's funny. Why? Man. And then, of course, I Google dead Posey, and you're the first thing that comes up, and it's all dead Posey. And I'm just like, what the off? Exactly, Come on, man. Exactly. Come on, Bill Gates. Let's go. It's like, what are you doing, <laughs> Don't guys? sleep on dead Posey. Exactly. I was like, did somebody not pay? I don't know. What What's the algorithm's fault here? But right. I mean, I don't think many people are using Bing, so we're probably not getting in that algorithm yet. Hey, there goes, there goes that Bing uh, sponsorship we're going to get. Uh, no. I was about to say, now now you can kiss it, but goodbye. That's never going to happen right. now. That's it, yeah. Right. Now it's only going to be Bill Posey all the time. Yes. <laughs> well, now we're, we're Google shills. It's okay. There you go. Good. <laughs> well, hey, they, they their stuff works, so I'll go with it. True. Um, it's true. Now a lot's happened since you guys were last on the show. Uh, surprisingly, though, none of them have been shows. You haven't played a live <laughs> show with a full audience in three years. That's got to be. Cr- Crazy. A little over two. Yeah, a little Te- over technically two. two. That does sound bad. But almost three. Because yeah. Shift Rock was technically in 2020. 20, February yeah. of 2020 was the last show. So, But the last time we toured, yeah. it was 2019. So yeah, Next time we played on land, <laughs> not on a boat. Right. No matter what, it's been too long. Yeah. And <laughs> we are chomping at the bit just to get back out there again. So yeah. next month. We're about to start production on the live show. We have a whole new set and everything. So we're super excited about everything that we get to do live again. Now, the first shows back are the the Queens and tour, right? Yes, with Little Miss Nasty and Gina and the Eastern Block. Good friends of ours. They're awesome. We're super stoked. Also, just the fact that there's a burlesque rock and roll show that's the climax of the show each night. I just think it'll be a cool experience for whoever comes out to the show. They get to see some rock and roll and then they get to see a hot yeah. rock and roll burlesque show. And they dance to all this awesome different rock and roll metal. It's super sleazy and hot and it's fantastic. I was about to so, say for the listeners that don't know, it's it's sort of their thing, Little Miss Nasty. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of skin. There's a lot of skin. There's a lot of dancing. Oh, love it. Feminist. Uh, wh- Woman empowerment. Love it. So I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm guessing there's no odds of me getting a spot on that dance crew. It's probably I mean, you I should try out. They're pretty open-minded. Okay. They're very open-minded. And I'm I'm looking at you got a you got a solid, you know, on stage physique there. I mean, yes. I can see it. I've been I working can out. see that you're you're attempting to show it off right now. <laughs> you got that. that beard. I'm sure when you bring down the locks of love, oh, yeah. it could be real hot. It doesn't it it doesn't come down too often, but it has listeners know <laughs> every now and the then bun. it'll come down on the show. <laughs> It's getting crazy wow. when that happens. Yeah, that gets, sounds like a challenge. Like we need to coax mm-hmm. it, coax it out of them. Get uh, some X pasties. I actually, think you'll fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's the next thing. Listeners are like, "Oh Jesus, let's not let that happen." Oh man, <laughs> uh, you might want to uh, shave. Yeah, have any hair around your nipples? Yeah, because that would hurt after taking the X's off. Yeah, we actually have cool. a term for that. We call it blazing nips. When you got the extra hair around the nipple, it's, uh, <laughs> right. it's not a. It, I don't think that's anything that the burlesque audience wants to see. I'm just gonna go out on a hey, limb. You never say. know. It's 2022, man. I think anything, anything goes. goes. Yeah. Okay. Anything goes. Good. I'm gonna keep an optimistic mind then. I'm gonna write it down as <laughs> 2022's goal is me getting into Little Miss Nasty. 
Uh, it will be a great show, though, because yeah. we've actually seen Little Miss Nasty before, you know, obviously not playing with them years ago. And um, this is their first, like, touring back in a couple years as well. They do a lot of yeah. stuff in the kind of the Southern California area. They had a mm -hmm. Vegas residence, residency and everything. And they've toured before, too. Yeah, they've opened for different acts. Like, uh, I think in this moment, they've opened for... Uh, I think they did something they with Rob Zombie apart. or something like a, his live stream, something or yeah. another. Nice. So there, and this is actually the LA show is going to be exciting because it'll be their first show at the Viper Room where they originally did have a weekly thing, like I believe. Yeah. So also the Pussycats originally were dancing there with, back when Johnny Depp owned the mm. Viper Room too. So we're kind of, that night I think will be pretty special before the Viper Room closes down. Right, it's on one of its last mm -hmm. months of shows ever, so. Yeah, so I think it'll be one that people wouldn't want to miss. It's kind of like bringing back the glory days of the Viper yeah. Room, in my opinion. You figure so. people know what the Viper Room is now, even mm -hmm. if you don't live in LA, right? That's yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. don't know. I, I was talking just the uh, last week to our guest about playing the Troubadour, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if 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 it has. I mean, it has a different history. I think you know, Troubadour. Right. The Troubadour has been around longer. Troubadour is yeah. from like the late sixties. Yeah, I think. I think like the Doors or something, or was that the Whiskey? Never mind. They oh, they did both. They did both. You know. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, Viper Room started in the '90s. It used to be a different venue, mm -hmm. right? But it has a lot of a lot of history there as well. So For it's, sure. it's sad that it's officially going away. Um, so, anyways, we feel that we're going to bring back the glory days that night. I like <laughs> it. I like um, it. And you and your blazing nipples. Okay, that, if we can yeah, bring them. If I if I can, that's get, what the Viper Room needs. It it will uh, uh, definitely definitely close down if that happens. So we might want to wait until after that show. <laughs> you're we'll not giving yourself night. enough credit, man. I, I I think you're giving me too much. Um, to be fair, we haven't officially seen his nipples yet. That's true. That's I think true. They're impressive. That's okay. I can usually tell. Let's, uh, let's check it out real fast. Yeah, let's see the let's, let's whoa, the <laughs> whoa! It's too soon in the interview to pull out All nipples. Right, sorry, man. Man, <laughs> now you said you guys do you uh, have you already played shows with Gina in the Eastern Block or do you? No, we haven't. No. So Gina played. in the Eastern Block is an extension of Little Miss Nasty because Gina that mm -hmm. created Little Miss Nasty, her and her partner Mark they created Gina and the Eastern Block, mm -hmm. their band. It's a band. Yeah. Uh, yeah so well, I, we've I, not played with them yet, but we're excited to see us play Gina and the Eastern Block and then Little Miss Nasty. There's, yeah. there's a good little contrast going on. Oh, so for we're sure. Excited about it. Well, I mean, I know Mark has done a ton of production work. I mean, looking at everything yeah. that he's done. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I mean, but you guys do most of your own production, so I'm guessing in that light you yeah. never never worked on the production side with him no we no. haven't he's a, mm -mm. known him for years as well he's a great guy um uh but yeah we've never worked with mm -hmm. him in that capacity so this is just a a fun rock tour it's for all of us yeah. getting back out there we know some other bands have been able to you know get out of this pandemic a little earlier so this yeah. is our this is definitely our you know our coming out party for this year yeah. and we're very excited about starting the whole thing off this way oh mm -hmm. for sure for sure now after uh those shows the queen's shows you've got yeah. some mm -hmm. shows in england uh with theory 
and uh, yeah. you you guys have already toured with them back. Uh, that was actually one of the last ones, 2019. Yeah, uh, yep, 2019. Uh, it was a short run, but it was a good run. Those guys are awesome too. So we're thankful that they're letting us come back and open for them. Uh, not to put you on yeah. the spot, but uh, do you have a favorite Theory of a Dead Man song? <laughs> I mean, Bad Girlfriend, because I liked it back in the day, man. Back. I like so, Santa Monica. It's old yes, school. but uh, Yes. That's it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> I was going to say, I like it's bad, not to be confused with Santa Monica. Bad Girlfriend's good, though, because yeah, it totally. just it has that kind of, I don't know, there's something about that. It's a lot a higher energy, be, obviously. A girl can be an Well, a girl can be an too. I think that's what I like. I about really it. relate to that song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, really relate. You know, that's my favorite song over there. So okay. Okay. No, no. But I, I like it because it's actually pretty progressive because they're like, yeah, a girl too. So that's why I've always this liked it. Nice. So. Nice. I like Santa Monica is just, I don't know the, the harmonies in that song. It's understated, mm -hmm. totally, yeah. but I just love, I love that. It just, it resonates so well uh -huh. and it's just, yep. and it is. Yeah. Not to be confused with the other Santa Monica, not with Everclear, with the Everclear. Right. another, yeah. another great band that, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, another great Santa Monica song, but, um, mm -hmm. for theory, yeah, I love the acoustic guitar part in that and the mm -hmm. harmonics. That, so. For sure. For sure. Great, I, great the mm -hmm. other Santa Monica first song I ever learned how to play on the guitar. Not surprising. It's great. Oh, that's you awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it has a soft spot in your heart. A little bit, a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then again, I never really progressed too much further from that song. So, you know, I stuck to drums. Hey, you know? that's what happens sometimes. You just, you gravitate towards certain things sometimes and- You gotta stay there. On. Yeah. Gotta yeah. Shout out to Art and the Everclear boys. They're going, going strong many years later. There it is. Love it. There it is. Yeah. Well, now, as far as uh, the Download Fest, like you said, you're coming back. Now, you guys are on Sunday on the mm -hmm. Download Fest. Are Sunday, you, Are you going to have time to indulge on the other days? Or are you going to be able to see any of the other acts Friday and Saturday? Probably not. Probably not, yeah. just because of the way the routing is right now. Um, yeah, because the theory shows basically yeah. make it kind of mm. impossible. Yeah, as of, as of now, <clears throat> it's probably just going to be on the Sundays. So we'll probably do some interviews there and then yeah. catch a few sets and stuff and try to get the download experience. Yeah. But I don't Who's think we're going to be able day? to get... I mean, I know Still Panther is. Which um, we've seen before, again, being in L.A. I yeah, there's, there's I, a few. I know uh, Spirit Box is on our stage a few right, slots later. Right, right, right. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I was um, I was gonna say you got right? some Isn't the descendants. Oh, yeah. The descendants. descendants are on our set. Mm -hmm. There's like some great, great stuff. Yeah, I mean the yeah, whole the, the whole festival them. is good. I mean, you know, you've got Saturday, you've got Shine Down, who I mean, you know, oh, right? Brent Smith. Oh, they're they're just touring machine right now. We actually saw them yeah. like two months ago. Uh, where um, Hollywood Palladium, yeah, right? The Palladium. It was the Wiltern. Yes, the Wiltern. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ron Jones is opening for them yeah, who too. We love. Yeah. Phenomenal. I will. I will say, Brent yeah. Smith is one of my favorite singers in currently in rock. Might have, probably of all time. I mean, he just he brings it every yeah, he night. Rocks. He totally. And uh, you, also, actually, I noticed a couple of other former Doc G uh, guests uh, on the docket there at uh, mm -hmm. Download Red Fang, Dead Poet Society, mm -hmm. Dirty Honey, Grandson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. They're all great, mm -hmm. great bands. Yeah. All going to be there. It's uh, going to be a fantastic. I mean, we've got some. Going to be a party. We've got some UK listeners for sure. So I'm sure if they are 
rock fans, they probably already have their tickets, so no need for me to really sell it up too much. But it's going to be a fantastic festival for sure. But um, so obviously on these shows, all of these new shows, you got to take a full band. And mm -hmm. uh, I noticed when watching the new uh, Can't Take Me Down video, uh, yes. You've got a bit of a you got a shenanigan causer there on base. What? You got uh you got Jake Masanari mm -hmm. on base. We do. Uh, no, we do. You got to give me a little <laughs> info on how Jake found his way into playing with you guys. So, long story short, we were kind of searching around mm -hmm. for this new phase of Dead Posey and we asked um one of our friends that actually just mixed um, the song can't take me down Jim, Jim. Hoffman mm -hmm. and he referred us to Jake and we reached out to him just hit it off and talked on the phone he went to the video and then we went to his girlfriend's birthday and now we're friends so it just kind of just happened organically rock and roll this is how it is he actually got booked on a a month tour now with the this artist that he plays with sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we have to find a replacement, which we already started talking to a few people because we're playing three shows out there as of now, and mm -hmm. he got offered a full month. So it, it just happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You're you have to hire musicians. It kind of just works out the way because they're not just in just your band For at sure. the moment. Obviously, if we were touring, he would be with us. We would be like, come back. Yeah. But, yeah. So he actually isn't going to be playing with us for those shows, unfortunately. But it's all good. We love him. Yeah. And we understand. Let, so. let, let's all agree that Jake has, I feel like looking at Jake, I love Jake. Uh -huh. I feel like he's curtailed his look. So that really only, if, if he told you four jobs, you would you uh -huh. would believe him. I feel like it's like motorcycle mechanic, tattoo artist, peyote mm -hmm. dealer, or rock and roll <laughs> star. Like those, those four. If he's a peyote dealer. He needs to give us some of that. <laughs> I feel like yeah. those are all four, though. Like anything else, if he's like, I'm a CPA, you're like, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> want you doing that. my taxes. But uh -huh. a surgeon. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to take that scalpel from you. I don't know. Like, like I feel like I will say, though, when we had them evils on the show, uh, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Zach Wild, he said, uh, they're some of, uh, I, and I quote, they're some right. of the most finest upstanding fellers you will meet. If your dog yeah. got lost, they would make sure he was reunited with his family ASAP. That's the I kind of good fellas they are. Totally. Yeah. I, I second that. I have we have not met the other few guys in the band, but believe that to be true just from Jake. Himself. And Jake's been like super like, oh man, I really wish I could play the show. What can I do to help? Here's some suggestions. And like, so it, it's it's all good. It's um, all good you know, though. We 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 hope to rock with him uh down the line. For right. sure, for sure. Now, and then the other other guy we have, uh, Richie on drums. He's actually been playing with us since day one. Yeah, he's been with us for a long for the life. So, she, so he's our he's our ride or die. So, well, that's he's the, been around for a hot minute. Yeah, that's where I was getting ready to go next. Actually, mm -hmm. was, was Richie, yes. uh, and I mean, I saw it because I, I went back and watched some of the live videos from before the pandemic. Him right. back on the kit, and right. I always think about this. 
when you've got a drummer in the band, because mm-hmm. Tony, obviously, you used to play the drums as... Right. When I think of somebody like that in a band, I think the drummer that they choose has to be insanely good because you got the extra judge of a, mm-hmm. a, of another drummer watching it's you true. drum. Now, and well, he, has, he has a lot of pressure on him, you know? He, he has to be the one that kind of controls the set and mm-hmm. does the count-offs and everything, so the drummer has to be the right fit for a band, and we feel like we have a good rapport with him, and he does a fine job doing it, so. Now, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the drummer is like the backbone of any yeah. live show, and so we've got a really good rapport with Richie now. That'll happen, like, sharing beds <laughs> with each other and like driving in bands. We don't have to share a bed with him because we share a bed. We, we are whoever's with us to has share. to share a bed with him. Yeah. He's yeah. a good cuddler. He's so. a good okay, cuddler. Good. He's a clean, clean boy. Yes. No um, snoring. But she's super solid and, and uh, of like, even compared to like many other people I've played with in my life, he's one of the most like, okay, let me watch the video. Let me, yeah. let me go back and watch the tape again. What? Oh, I can do this part better. Let me, let me get this part better. He like really... It works hard, yeah. and it, that I mean that makes a for a better musician and a yeah. performer because live you're putting on a show. You really have to, you have to have fun, obviously, but you have to critique yourself. Otherwise, you're just going to be. Sh- so yeah. you have to critique yourself. And he he critiques himself more than you know even me as a drummer. I mean, I, I'm pretty easygoing, you know, but like he he's pretty on top of that himself and so we'll we'll go over no, the parts great. and everything and he you know adds his own flair to stuff and it's it's great you know and we finally started seeing him again because the pandemic <laughs> yeah. you don't see yeah. anybody so we just saw him again and it was like no time had passed so it was nice and nice. then we're gonna start rehearsal soon so it'll be fun yeah we, we, we share a very favorite breakfast place in la oh, that we love going so he, he loves it too we love it so we, we hang out there oh man Oh, what do you what do you normally tofu. go with? A uh, blue jam cafe. They have this tofu scramble because as jam. a vegan, it's really hard to find places that have really good flavorful food. Yeah, and the way they For make breakfast, the, especially right. Of course. Yeah. So the way they make the tofu scramble, it just it tastes identical to eggs. They don't yeah. keep the tofu too mushy or anything. So. And they have this latte that just <laughs> makes you cracked out of your mind, and it's delicious. We called it a Linda latte because the <laughs> this awesome girl that was there would mm-hmm. give us free ones sometimes, yes. just because we were cool and we were cool with each other. But then I think she moved to like a different location from oh. the one we usually go to, so yeah. we used to call it the Linda latte, and we still call it the Linda latte, even though in Linda's honor, no, in Not honor, too. yes, nice. Yeah, I would imagine I've never really thought of that. Uh, I'm not a vegan myself. I've never really thought mm-hmm. about how difficult. Like you basically take everything out. I mean, as far as like right. breakfast things. I mean, your eggs, your bacon, your your sausage, mm-hmm. anything. It's, I mean, pancakes. You still do pancakes, right? I mean, you know. Yeah, if you put if you put if, some do almond butter. or oat milk on it, then you're fine. Yeah, don't do it with eggs. Again, it's a lot easier to be vegan now than it was. Oh but yeah, there definitely is more options, but. They probably nailed the tofu scramble at this point. So nice. A plus plus to Blue Jam Cafe. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, like on the road too mm. is where it can be be tough. You know, there's obviously yeah. more fast food and stuff with oh, vegan yeah. options now, but still you're trying to, you have to really make it work out there. There's this guy that made a book called The Touring Vegan, actually. Mm. Um, he's in a band and right he, he made it. it. <laughs> 
And I've been reading it and a lot of stuff. I'm like, yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's a lot about having like your nuts and just things that don't really go bad in a van. Yeah. But it makes sense. Uh, if you have a bus, obviously you can do some like tofu steaks. Food prep. Basically. Yeah. yeah. But the book's great. I'm like genius for making it. So I've been referring to it. It's it's definitely got to be a, a process getting ready to tour for that. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, you remember our, it, it really is. Do you remember really our is. first tour when we got a, a cooler and we bought, you bought like like oh, two weeks of like all the stuff that makes me sad it's such a waste <laughs> point is it was a cooler that you're supposed to plug it, it was one that could like either keep things warm or cold mm-hmm. yeah but you're supposed to keep it plugged in we had it on warm that's it why warm. it got all wrong. i don't even think we plugged it in for a while no no, too. no, no, no. it was it was on warm point and is it was like two weeks like a week of food smelled like, <laughs> like broccoli food rotten broccoli and we're like what is that smell and we had to throw all of my know, it was a bummer prep food yeah in the trash. Was, uh, you don't like wasting food. No. Yeah. Well, it hurts me. And, and just like, even room temperature broccoli smells bad enough. <laughs> oh, like, so gross, man. Oh. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not a good smell. That couldn't, that could not have been fun for the, I mean, that had to stick around, I'm guessing, that smell. I mean, we had Febreze though. <laughs> so, I was just spraying the Tour's best friend. So it mm-hmm. smelled like Febreze oh. and broccoli. Mm. Well, and cherry and cherries because we have cherry coronado uh, mm. flavor California scents. Okay. Those They're the best scent for cars. It kills every smell you can think of. So. <laughs> I, broccoli, Febreze, and, <laughs> and, and a, a fake cherry smell really, really made the tour. I, I always think I citrus. Citrus has such a good way of cutting other smells like if you can get a strong <laughs> citrus smell get yeah, that right. oil it will get that in kind of things acidy yeah. yeah yeah well the you know that, it's, well, it's the like, thing that helps the most with smells is incense uh definitely we can't use them in the car but mm-hmm. we definitely when we share a room anybody right that has room. to go to the restroom literally light one of those things and you just nothing it's the best thing for the road. Well, that, you know, I mean, that's sort of like, I mean, with the oranges, you get that oil basically when they, when right. like, when somebody peels an orange, that's why you smell <laughs> it like 15 True. feet around. You're just like, right. Right. Well, okay. I, we're adding oranges to the next tour then. Like, it's going to be all those smells. Just that reminds me of soaring over California at Disneyland. Right. What California is it? California Adventure. Adventure. Right. Have you been on that ride? I have not. If you go ever go on that ride, they do different smells yeah. when you're seeing the different visuals, and one of them is oranges. Nice smog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking of when you say that. So. <laughs> what now? Uh, real quick, back to you mentioned it, Tony. As far as as Richie playing the drums, are mm-hmm. you? Do you think? I mean, do you do you try not to judge him actively, or like just let him do his thing, or can you not help yourself? And you're like, yeah. I, I mean, even me as a drummer, it's mm-hmm. always been like I, the, my perspective on it is always like in service of the song, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm like a drummer's drummer in that regard. There's like a lot of people much better than me <laughs> that are really good at kind of analyzing that. So with Richie or anything, it, it's it's more, you know, is the backbeat hard? Mm-hmm. Is the, you know, the tempo good and kind of the basics and yeah. It is, you know, we, you know, we might kind of get into the details here and there on a feel thing or something, but it's not so much like, you know, 
oh, you're doing this wrong. It's like, we're just right. kind of working it out just as a band, yeah. um, you know. And, and then like, everybody as a player is going to have their own flavor. Right. So yeah. you can't be too rigid as far as that kind of stuff. I don't think goes. I'm any harder on him than anyone playing in the instrument. Or yourself. Or myself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, speak. I mean, speaking of that situation, that, uh, you know, former drummer being in the band, uh, I I did want you know that's the same thing that's going on uh, in the Foo Fighters or was going on in the Foo Fighters, and it's uh, uh, you know Taylor sadly obviously most yep. listeners know passed away uh, insane drummer uh, and I I saw Tony you you posted about Taylor and just knowing your old band and sort of the time frame mm -hmm. I'm guessing you yeah. guys sort of ran into each other. Uh, <laughs> uh, we did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was one tour in particular, I, I, I believe in the year 2000, that was a full Canadian run. Um, yeah. it was like a festival tour, uh, and a bunch of, a handful of bands were on it, including my old band mm -hmm. and the Foo Fighters mm -hmm. and definitely had some hangs in there. And yeah, I mean, this was a long time ago and that was really the last time I, I, do you, do, you, do you have any Taylor stories that stick out in your head of just Taylor being because to me Taylor always just and obviously I I never met him but like to me just watching him and backstage and anything he just had yeah. so much energy just so much natural oh, even, even the Alanis Morissette days when he played yeah. with them too he was same thing yeah. mm -hmm. when I saw her doing a few festivals. Yeah. So he was yeah. an inspiration as a drummer and mm -hmm. stuff, and just a great guy, you know, just like didn't seem like he'd heard a fly and always yeah. was like talking about music. And there was a dinner that all the like people on the tour did, like on the last night way on the east coast of Canada. Mm -hmm. And I, I rapped out with them for a little while, just mm -hmm. like super down. I mean, every, all, everything that everyone said about him, you know, yeah. I, I, I can attest to all that too. Yeah. So it was, what a shock, you know, what yeah. a shock with that. It, it's so cr crazy to me, yeah. like you mentioned, how great he, he is. I mean, throughout the whole career and of how course. he always was just so hard on himself uh, yeah. you know, comparing himself to Dave Grohl and just being like, oh, it's a, yeah. and, and like even yeah. Dave, even Dave was like, he's better than me. I'm not, I'm not that good. On he's like, no, I just he he, uh, he overthink it. It's 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 funny how just I think some, most artists overthink things. I I feel all of us put too much pressure. We do think everybody else is better than us to a degree. So I just feel like it's part of the artist's way. It's true. Yeah, so. It's it's definitely true, but uh, yeah, if if you never if you never seen uh, a Taylor Hawkins Foo Fighter uh, uh, concert, I would say for the listeners, go watch them where they played Wembley. Mm -hmm. uh, the Wembley did, one was yeah, incredible. Just I've seen them. insane, insane shows. But uh, back to your shows, um, got new music obviously to go with these new shows. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. you just yeah. released Can't Take Me Down a couple weeks ago, back on March 23rd. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to guess this is the first of many songs you made in the pandemic. It's not, yeah. the, not the first. It's one of the, like, one of the first for the new songs off the album. Okay. It's the third. Uh, we did Russian Roulette and Sorry I'm Not Dead. Yeah. Uh, and then now Can't Take Me Down. Yeah. Uh, we've been working away on the album. Yeah. Hopefully it's coming out the end of this year. Mm -hmm. We're hoping. Yeah, we're kind of mixing right now, mixing and matching between like still focus work on the rest of the songs for the album. Right. 
while also starting to get ready for the live show properly. We're bringing some, a couple of the unreleased songs as of yet unreleased into the mm-hmm. set. Yeah, the um, set's gonna be exciting just because yeah. when we originally, our first tour back in 2018, it was like we were we scrambling <laughs> just to make, to have enough for a set. Yeah. And you know, as a band, it's hard when you don't have enough songs because the live show so different than when you're recording songs because you have to have it flow right otherwise yeah. people can get bored and it was it was a little uh, it, it works but mm-hmm. we're more excited now because we have more to play with and we can really think of the set like okay what actually f- is going to flow to make the most optimal live performance so yeah we're excited we're excited about this chapter for us nice no doubt Nice. There's more to there's more to play with. For sure. And we've also been more self-realized as a band naturally will do, you know, from the first EP to what we're doing now. It's we've been on a journey of finding our sound and what works best for us. Mm-hmm. And after playing live for since 2018 to the beginning of 2020, we really developed a lot more as a band just from playing those live shows. So it seeped into this new album that we're doing now. And so everything's really like, how's it going to work live? Mm-hmm. And we definitely make sure that that is a big component with how we do things now. Right. So we're excited. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic definitely, <laughs> I mean, we always appreciated the tours and mm-hmm. playing live, like any musician, that's kind of the ultimate thing that you want to do and what you do it for really mm-hmm. i believe i believe um that's certainly mm-hmm. where you get the most thrill and the most sort of validation in a way mm-hmm. you know right. and so like coming out of the pandemic uh like these shows are like so exciting for us we're just mm-hmm. so glad to be able to get at, back out there with some new stuff and yeah. you know after such a break and i'm sure a lot of musicians feel that way too yeah, oh. we've been practicing on our own right now just going through the set and then we're going to start getting together and then we're going to start bringing Richie in and then whoever's going to be playing bass with us for these first few shows. Yeah. So we're already excited just even doing it on our own. We're like, ah, oh, so we can't wait to get in a room and just bang it out. We're yeah. Excited. Yeah. Well, now, now what made you, uh, was it, was it just the order of, you know, mixing and, and, and mastering that, uh, you you decided to release can't take me down or was there a reason that you decided that's the one you wanted to release uh now kind of the way it worked (laughs) was um we wrote a bunch of songs kind of like the beginning of 2021 sort of like what Mm -hmm. we were planning on being the kind of core of what an album would be Mm -hmm. and then through that year we decided well let's start kind of releasing them song by song for a while to kind of you know reintroduce mm-hmm. get out of it kind of as the pandemic's ending so we did three of those songs and it was really just the ones that felt the most ready mm-hmm. and can't take me down well ironically that wasn't the most ready we just felt like no. that was the right one to put out next because it kind of got rewritten in the studio from what the old demo was mm. which definitely happens sometimes yeah. if you sit on a song for a little bit and you come back to it sometimes it just feels all wrong you're like nope let's yeah the more where yeah. other ones are like, yeah, this works. Let's yeah. get it, the strength behind it, and we're done with it. But yeah. this can take me down. We definitely reworked it, and we're happy we did so. Uh, we knew we wanted like an feels, up-tempo, yeah. you know, and for the third one of these little this little 
trifecta of singles, another up-tempo one. Yeah. Before and, we're kind of more in the album zone now and like doing Right. That. And as far as the videos go, we've never, we've realized we've never done a video where it's the whole band. And when we play live, we have a whole band on stage. Yeah. So we're like, we need to make sure that we put that out there. So that's why for this one, we made sure to do that as well. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, I was about to say that the video uh, is is great for t- Can't Take Me Down. It's sort of the, you know, classic studio performance. You guys just rock it yeah. out. Uh, yeah. Light show going on, going back between mm-hmm. white and red. Uh, mm-hmm. I did want to mention, I noticed, Tony, you posted a pic uh, of you getting ready for the video <laughs> shoot for Can't Take Me Down. Uh, <laughs> Nikki, are you talking your about close that? Ups. Oh my gosh, the, the, the Nick, fourth wall. Nikki's oh. working on your look there. Uh, does that ever- She's right over there right are now. Are you talking about Sorry I'm Not Dead? With the black around no, his no, eyes? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Okay. He posted it. Yeah, he's just sitting in the in the <laughs> just sitting in a chair. I'm in a makeup chair. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that Nikki's right over there, right, right over there, right now? Nikki, you did a great job. <laughs> no, she's Does, not here. Nikki's my favorite. We met her on the day of that shoot. She's one of my favorites, and I'm gonna use her any chance we can get. She's you need that good energy around when you're doing stuff like that. On top of it, so yeah. she's great at what she does but she's also just hilarious to be around so. nice she wasn't doing that much yeah. to me probably just like a <laughs> she was on emotion. my face the whole time she was <laughs> well i was about to say i feel like if i was in that i'd be like there's no use we don't need to you can just go on and say no no it's fine we're good we don't need to waste well, can, any time here can you shave my nipples just a little yeah bit, just <laughs> Do we have any X's, any makeup, any highlighters? Uh, yeah. No. The thing with makeup with video is video looks out of face differently with the lighting and everything. So even doing a little bit of something, it's actually, true. it helps because you don't look the same as you do in person. Yeah. So even makeup, even if you're someone that doesn't want a lot, guy or girl, it's good to have a little bit of something because the light's going to reflect off of you yeah. differently than it would live. If you don't have that makeup, you're just going to look sickly. Somebody's going to be like, what's going on with that guy? He needs some help. Unless you're looking for that look because it's like <laughs> heroin chic. That's which true. Is thing That's true. That's true. Well, <laughs> true. I, I was going to ask about that. I mean, it, it, it like mm-hmm. I said, it's a great performance video. Uh, is there a way, like, is it is it easy for you guys to get hyped up and like rock on your own instruments for the video or is it like is it because di- i feel like it'd be difficult like you were saying without the audience there of course i mean okay so for instance for can't take me down mm-hmm. we had a little crew there that was like they're watching mm-hmm. and also in between takes we were blasting a playlist you mm-hmm. know just listening to different music so it's keeping the energy up but yeah like after each <laughs> each take it's like completely silent yeah. which at a show would be like woo unless people hate you yeah yeah <laughs> so you kind of have to amp each other up and play off of each other uh the energy felt natural though with the guys so it was no problem for Good. us uh it was also probably nice it was our first time even fake sort yeah. of faking like playing live and yeah you know, two, year, two years again so we, there was just an, mm-hmm. another energy with that 
Yeah, before even doing rehearsals, we're like, we're ready. Let's go right now. Let's go play a show. Yeah, yeah. This, let's just good. do this. Music videos are always a little, definitely not as sort of natural as a live show. Yeah, especially when you can't get the music loud enough. And it's we got pretty good. Yeah. But like, I think next time we're like bringing in a live PA just so like because there's always that issue. It of was like, a pretty loud speaker too, but pretty loud. We still need it to be loud. I mean, like deaden the drums and the cymbals mm-hmm. is what you you should do in a in a yeah. video, but. You want it even louder, more, more volume. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of those, it sort of reminded me of like those old, the the classic videos. I was thinking of some that come to mind as far as performance videos. Do you have any favorites of like any old school rock music? I, I was thinking on, you know. Guns N' Roses' Sweet Child of Mine is one of my favorite sort of sure. in-studio... I mean, Nirvana smells like teen spirit. At mm. a school, but they're still... Yeah. The, their performance mm-hmm. is what made that thing yeah. so incredible. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I was, I was, whole, what's the whole song where they? she starts off looking at the camera, but then they're on stage it's like on a stage what song is that miss world I, I think so i don't know which one it is. which yeah. there she's rocking out even manson the uh the one where he's at the fight song the fight song mm. football it's like a football game mm-hmm. and then they're like on stage like going crazy mm-hmm. so there's definitely a few that stick out as far as live performances go nice nice yeah that's because it sort of made me think of like actually seeing it on you know MTV instead of seeing it right. you know have go to YouTube and watch it yeah. but I know you know, I know same deal same deal we, with this yeah. one we wanted like really simple because we've done a handful of other videos mm-hmm. before obviously not very performance oriented and it's like hey this is kind of like this new era for us mm-hmm. we're gonna be playing live we're we're a live band as well you know even though the images are more of like the two of us and that's more how the some of the studio stuff goes yeah but live we want, yeah we wanted yeah. to put that out there and, yeah. and make sure that energy with this song in particular was coming across. we wanted to get to the point for <laughs> like sure it's rock and roll so it was right. nice and, and, easy. and a bit of, a bit of a, a changing gears from russian roulette there from the uh the the oh, video yeah. there you know yeah it's yeah. like more of a bonnie and clyde yeah. storytelling kind of tarantino yeah. that was fun too yeah yeah um, de- definitely but, a different you you, you I, I feel like that one's easier at least i feel like it'd be easier to get into the zone like because like yeah. i i just feel like the the doing the performance when there's not really a live uh, i just i right. feel so weird i'd be like is this are we doing yeah. it it feels the same to an extent because no matter when you're performing, you're getting into a character just like yeah. as an actor does. Yeah. And um, even though when you're in a band, you're you're playing yourself, but you're still doing a character yeah. to like ramping it up more. So no matter what, it still kind of all feels the same. Uh, but I guess yeah, I see what you're saying as far as the live band without the crowd. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you still get in the same headspace of going all out. Russian know? Roulette was in a way harder because there were more moving parts and more like shot setups to do. So it was like, mm-hmm. okay, a couple performances, great. And now we're going to tear down and we're going to go over to here. We're going to yeah. do this totally different thing. Right. And then, okay, we're going to do a couple more performances. Whereas Can't Take Me Down, it's like we're getting in the zone and we're doing the main stuff for like a few hours and then that bulk of that was done. So I feel like no matter what I do, I have to be like performing all out because I'm like having to stare in the camera the whole time. So I don't think think I ever switch out it for whatever we're doing. I feel it's the same feeling 
I kind of just feel like the camera is the crowd, no matter what. Yeah. But. Yeah. You get you get a little bit further back with Tony on guitar. He can just sort of fade, fade oh, yeah. back behind. Just, and then, hey, as a drummer, it's even easier. I realize, like, you know, I just have to do that's a thing. nice little security blanket. That nice it big is. thing of drums around you, just hang in the back of the stage. It's you know, you gotta and do your thing. you gotta do your thing a little more uh, up front. It is the the few performances that I had on drums. I always you just got that nice security blanket. It's like you're not even in the performance. You're just back oh, yeah. there and. I, I used to talk in between songs and people would be so confused because our lead singer wouldn't be talking, neither would our guitarist, and I'd be talking, people would be like, who's, Yeah. Who's talking? <laughs> Back here, guys. It's me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can pull it off as a drummer talking between songs. Not every band can do that. Not every band I don't think should do that. You've got the gift of gab. It, so yeah, you, sure got it, it you got a good voice. <laughs> I uh, John Craigie. I don't know if you've ever heard of the name, but that dude. He he basically has like merged uh, performing and uh, stand up comedy. That's like what okay. he does. No, he plays awesome. music, and then he just sort of he's a singer songwriter. So it's a lot easier, yes. you know. It just plays sort of yeah. acoustic, and then can That's talk right thing. through it. Yeah, it's a little bit hard after that, you know heavy rock song comes down and then it yeah. just stops right. like so anyways guys boston well, last week breath. you know like yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> everybody's head still hurting from head banging then just sort of in days um <laughs> that happens the next morning everyone wakes up we're like <laughs> after the video <laughs> shoot happened. after the video shoot my yeah. neck was hurting oh, sure. i don't i don't know how you guys do it I, and honestly i i mm -hmm. the last rock show i went to i i i headbanged for like one song and uh -huh. then the next day i was just like oh what and like if somebody would say <laughs> something and i just have to do the whole body yep. turn around <laughs> instead of just who is that what like yeah. just it's not gotta I, go to your chiropractor exactly i, I still <laughs> remember too the metallica behind the music where they were talking about cliff burton and his dad didn't understand how he could do it on oh, yeah. stage as far as headbanging right. he was like how you how do you do that every night cliff yeah. you just non-stop yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that was also in the the year and a half in the life of mm -hmm. uh, video home videos which i like wore out mm -hmm. religiously when i yeah. was like those are great yeah. those are great For i sure. stole my dad's and i was watching him because he had the whole box set and everything nice. yeah there was yeah. two it was two vhs tapes i was like ooh, touring looks fun one was the <laughs> making the record and mm -hmm. one was the 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 tour it was like that's what i want to do forever well touring makes you feel like you don't have to grow up it's true like, you get to have peter pan syndrome and, and people having peter saint peter pan syndrome you get to have an excuse no one judges it it's so, true but so if you're on the road all the excuse. time yeah you can like let all your other responsibilities yeah. go you can be 90 and people are like oh yeah he's acting like a child there's nothing wrong with that yeah. or she is that's the great thing about rock and roll look at it, it allows that to keep happening look look at mick look at mick jagger still still getting it done still getting yep. it done yep. and he really really is metallica he, my god hats off oh. to their touring there i They're, mean Incredible. They're machines, yeah. machines as far as they're touring. Now, uh, back real quick to you, you. You've alluded to an album. You've uh, mm -hmm. you said that now. Are there anything solidified as far as when it's coming out or uh, total package? All that. Right. Uh, so we are trying to refrain from saying any particular times, except for we're pushing for the this end of year. summer this to year. the end of the yeah. year yeah. just okay. because we we have all the songs we're just right 
between getting the rest of the songs finished like recorded so they can get mixed and mastered and, yeah, like the full thing. and getting our live show together because right. those are both two completely different monsters exactly. yeah and you can't do two at once and we can't just get in a room for a day and like okay we're ready for the live set we want to yeah. make sure the performance is solid for people that are paying their hard-earned money to come out and see right so as far as the album goes it's definitely coming out 2022 unless some crazy i can't see like where we're on tour so much that we have no physical way to finish it in time uh we'll be getting it done very so nice it's ready and we are we will have like you know a couple more singles like kind of leading out to it mm -hmm. one probably in june one maybe yeah. in you know august or something with the album coming a bit after that so nice you keep dripping things out yeah. for, for folks. Yeah the, yeah, the thing that's exciting about the next single is uh, we're doing a cover for this album Ooh. and it's going to be the Blue Monday song. And we're really excited about it just because we really haven't heard a female rock voice on that song. Yeah. You know, because he did it 20 years ago. Love that like, song. I think it's time to bring that it's back It's a great out. version. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's going to play great live. So we're, we're pretty excited about doing I, it. I, I hope it's got that that when that drum comes in i hope it's heavy yeah. as far as that part coming in that's nice it does. <laughs> that's what we're working on <laughs> literally as we speak mm -hmm. <laughs> i am very excited about that then that is literally when when yeah that came out like what 99 2000 98 yeah, yeah nine, i think 98 99 yeah oh man that so, was such so a good song due for a, due for an update oh, it really is oh, we were surprised that it hasn't really been done again since then. And obviously, anytime you do a cover, you have to fill shoes. And then especially if yeah, another artist... Two, yeah, two sets. Yeah. Especially when another artist has already done it. And succeeded with a, a different version. Like, they had a huge radio with it and everything. Yeah. So yeah. you have to make sure you do do a good enough job so it doesn't look like compared to... Yeah, the get, original and the cover from 20 years ago. It gets tough when you have multiple covers. I know mm -hmm. we were talking to a band a while back that uh, covered uh, uh, Scarlet Begonias, and they so they were trying to dance between the the Sublime version and the Grateful yeah. Dead version, yeah. and you're yeah. just like, oh, where where do yeah, I go in between that's, this? Yeah, that's same things happening right. for us because obviously, as you know, a rock band we we love the heaviness of the orgy one but mm -hmm. you know the original new order version mm -hmm. is awesome. yeah yeah it's i'm i'm sure i'm i'm now that you've mentioned it i'm most excited about that as far as the lp yeah. there now is that uh, even it, live we're so excited to play live so oh yeah can't wait. now is it are, are you planning on putting this record out uh on vinyl I mean, that's always a possibility. Okay. You know, we like it's just, to. It's, it's about it's a, money. It's sort so of, yeah. The, the, we'll see how the demand is. The business okay. side of it kicks in. But we're never to opposed our, to that. The company we work with for that kind of stuff. Um, we just need to get the the material into a, mm -hmm. the masters done, basically. Um, but of course, touring is now getting in the way of that, which is yeah. we couldn't be happier about. So but we'll say yes for now, because even if it's a limited, a little be a limited run, you know, maybe, yeah. Well, I was about to say, uh, if if you're taking tallies, just go ahead and put me down as a, a, a tally for it. Uh, you, Thank you, sir. Thank you. you okay, can, got it. The one. We got one. Prom <laughs> promissory note. You can you can uh, do a a run a run of one. We did this is a limited pressing. Perfect. It's one. 
It costs three hundred and fifty dollars. Oh man! Isn't that supposed to just? Isn't that what the NFT is for? Right. That's true. That's true. One. That is yes. One instead of none. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, now you uh, on on the last single, like you mentioned, you had Jim Kaufman there as far as uh, mixing. Is that going to be sort of across the board for the the whole album? I mean, we love we love working with them. That was really the first time. That's not true because we have uh, George Dumb yeah, mixed. George, Sorry, George I'm not dead, and he did great is too. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, part part of it is just for time as well because mixing is like a pain. Oh, yeah. in the butt because you got to really it gets yeah. really into the details and you're making all the final it things. It could be at the hell end. on earth. And now you know the more busy we are again, like with live stuff mm-hmm. and and other things, we need that that help, help. And, it, and it helps get a little extra perspective at the end of a song or an album. So. Again, budgets kind of, we have to kind of like, you know, manage resources mm-hmm. wisely. So we'll almost yeah. definitely get Jim or, and or, you know, George or someone to mix some more songs for the record. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, most likely, definitely this this uh, next single. So nice. as soon as each song gets done, we kind of make that decision depending on what we have. But yeah, mm-hmm. to answer your question. Very nice. Yes. Well, yeah. last. Really happy with what we did. Yeah. Last question, now that you've started putting uh, the dates on the calendar and we've talked about those other dates, can we expect mm-hmm. a Florida date in 2022? <laughs> we, sure, I mean, we sure hope so. We hope so. Here's the thing. Okay. We are a band that's up and coming, you know, yep. where there's a lot of tug of war where you're like, oh, we really want to play, but it costs money. And if we're not getting on certain support slots, yeah. it's almost not even... Work. feasible mm-hmm. go out mm-hmm. uh so we're it's gonna be on a hope and a prayer that you know some bigger artists so we need a big artist us. in florida to exactly to, or to, something okay <laughs> or if a tour comes through florida we just need to get more support slots gotcha. you know and that are on tours because we haven't toured the u.s since 2018 like a full like yeah. a full coast to coast we did kinda. we did a midwest with through fire and broken love and 2019. Saul, 2019 uh but we haven't done a full u.s and canada tour since 2018 so we're fingers crossed that you know the agents call us up soon and let us know that we got something or at least a two or a two before the end of the year. So we're we're looking at every possible opportunity mm-hmm. to play. All, all, all we want is to play in Florida. And, <laughs> unless know. something yeah. crazy happens where we we can become a headliner overnight, yeah. Then we kind of it's we're in this kind of pattern where we kind of have to get offered some support slots right now. Uh, as far as that much touring, yeah, like a mini West Coast tours tour headlining ourselves right. would be very feasible and easy. And we even thought about doing that again before the Little Miss Nasty thing. Yeah, put that up. Yeah, but as far as all over the place, it's much better when you're able to have support. Even slots. just a co thing. So yeah, yeah, we need to kind so of. So we'll see. All we know is we want to be out there all the time. We want to be on the road all year long so hopefully more stuff comes in because we're we're definitely ready for it for sure for sure well i am looking forward to you guys coming here hopefully sometime soon yeah. uh, i we think will. it'll happen we will. it'll happen if not Florida's a calm. if not i'm gonna have to really work on my auditioning for little miss nasty so we can I join know. together <laughs> that's that's okay. the Stretching next step. Oh. Send us the videos and we'll pass them along. 
Good, good. I think they have some uh, classes online. So they maybe do. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. I'm gonna I'm gonna so. work on a couple of those. We'll make sure that I'm ready. Uh, Danielle, <laughs> Tony, we are up against a break, but thank you for taking the time to talk with us again. Uh, thank you. Our pleasure. Thank you, man. See you out there. Listeners, you can keep up all things Dead Posey at deadposey.com. You can follow them on social media at Dead Posey. Right now, let's take a listen to their most recent single, Can't Take Me Down, right here on the Doc G Show.
And we are back here on the Doc G a show you just heard. Can't take me down, dead posy. And before that, of course, you heard dead posy. Mike, fantastic group there. Fantastic group. Mm-hmm. And no listeners during the break. I did not show them my nipples. Okay. <laughs> what? That's only an in-person thing. You do not get nipples <laughs> over Zoom. That does not happen. All right. <laughs> Got a little risque there, Mike. You got to watch out sometimes, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be tough. I didn't also, I didn't think about, like they mentioned, being being vegan on tour. That is rough. That is. Oh, yeah. It's got to be hard. I mean, good Lord. I can't even eat healthy uh, on the, the road, let alone find vegan options, you know? Yeah. For sure. I mean, main, sure. mainly the, the the eating healthy is just uh, laziness and uh, love of fat things. <laughs> That's mainly the reason. Like, I should eat something healthy. There's a Big Mac. Mm. Yes. Dan Gorski, <laughs> huh? Shout out. Mike's getting him on the show. He's definitely getting him yeah, on the gonna show. Yeah, we're going to do it. He's going he's gonna to be on here. Now, if you guys have a chance, any listeners out there have a chance, of course, go and download or buy the new single, from a dead posy, uh, can't take me down. You just heard it, and of course, if you are on the West Coast, go check them out. It's going to be a burlesque show involved. It's going to get a little wild. It's going to get mm. going to get a little crazy. You know, get get ready for it. I will not be a part of it unless I get accepted into the troupe. As you know, I'm going to be trying very hard to get involved, but fingers crossed, guys. Uh, other than that, if you are in England, too, make sure to check them out in the shows they got coming up there in England. Otherwise, Mike, we have two more birthday suits that are not me. Yes, we do. So, we do. Here we go. First one, born on April 20th, 1945 in Miami, mm. Florida. Our birthday suit wearer's family lived in Johnson, Tennessee, where our birthday suit wearer's father was a preacher. From a young age, our birthday suit wearer loved sports. He played baseball, football, and basketball. He was a a all-state in all three. Wow. Yeah. He ended up getting a scholarship to the University of Florida in 1964, where he played quarterback. He won Heisman in 1966. He went on to play in the NFL for several years, but retired after 10 seasons. He started coaching almost immediately after his playing career. He first started coaching at Georgia Tech as the quarterback coach, then at Duke as an offensive coordinator, then as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bandits in the USFL. Then he became the head coach at Duke, and then he became the head coach at Florida where he won six SEC championships and one national title and was the coach over uh, coach of the year for the SEC five times. Say what? In 2005, he took the head coaching job at South Carolina and was coached there for 11 seasons. Most people know him as the old ball coach. Name that birthday suit wearer. Doc G, no idea. Oh, man. The University of Florida fans are going to be upset with you, Mike. That's right. Sorry, guys. Upset with you. And because of my background, uh, uh, it would be hard for you not to know him if you went to USC at the same time I did. Steve Spurrier. None other than Steve Steve Spurrier, the old ball coach. Yeah. That dude's a baller, man. He impresses me so much. Just so much. I, 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 I love a lot of things about old Steve. 
But he's, uh, you know, he won just, just you know, a competitor that's not afraid to lose. I mean, All-State in three sports as a kid. And, like, and then goes on to win the Heisman. And then goes on to win championships as a coach. Like, just, just did it at every different, you know, yeah. level, you know? And uh, if you've never seen it, they've got a uh, SEC uh, documentary on him called The Believer. Oddly, Ooh. oddly enough, it was uh, it was made by Kenny Chesney of all people. Word. Um, hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, he 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 actually starts out the documentary talking to uh, Spurrier on the beach, and you're like, this is weird. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, it it's super cool because you realize this dude. He just I love how it's so matter of fact. When he loses, he's like, well, you lose. That's the game. And then he wins, and he's like, well, I guess I won something. And there's never really any like like super celebration about it. He has fun with it, but it's not one of those like you know. He's just Steve Spurrier, man, the old ball coach. Love him, love him. Turning mm-hmm. uh, fifty or seventy seven, seventy seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Happy birthday, Steve! Yes! If you're ever in Gainesville, Mike, he's the uh, he's the middle statue at the uh, at the stadium. So true. They have a statue oh, okay. of Steve right in the middle, and the uh, field is called Spurrier Field for Steve oh, Spurrier Field. Nice. Yeah, named after him, and he's the guy exactly. that came up with the name the Swamp for the uh, stadium for the University of wow. Florida. Wow! Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, because he was like the Swamp, where only Gators get out alive. Um, now, moving on to our third birthday suit. So you're one for two, Mike. You got me. You didn't get Steve Spurrier. Okay. Third birthday suit. Born on April 20th, 1972. Her original name, her birth name, Tara Lee Patrick in Sharonville, Ohio. Our birthday suit where his father was a guitarist and her mother was a singer. From a young age, our birthday suit where, like dancing and singing... In 1991, she met Prince and signed Mm. a recording contract with his record label, Paisley Park Records. She ended up releasing an album in 1993, but it didn't gain much traction. She then appeared in Playboy in 1996. That gained much more traction. That's a fact. Then she starred in Baywatch. In 1998, Mm. she married Dennis Rodman, got a divorce the next year. She released her book, How to Be Sexy, in 2007, and she appeared on the popular documentary, The Last Dance, where she discussed going out with Dennis Rodman. Name that birthday suit wearer. Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra is correct. Yes. There it is, man. Uh, No offense to Carmen, but there, I mean, you know. I was having a little bit of trouble after Baywatch of finding things, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, she made a lot of appearances yeah. and stuff, and she was on a couple of, yeah. like, in a couple of movies and whatnot, but it's not like she was the main character, you know? Yeah. Like, she was, like, in a Cheaper by the Dozen, like, remake or something that she was hmm. a wife, and I was like, I don't think that's gonna get Mike to know who it is. Like, you know, like, <laughs> just, uh, it's, uh, yeah. but, you know, she's turned, 50! 50! For Carmen Electra. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. I was, I'll be, I mean, uh, did you see the last dance, Mike, as far as Carmen Electra on there? 
Uh, I don't remember her being in the last dance, but I definitely, definitely watched that. Definitely. Oh, you don't remember that part where she? Uh, I need to rewatch it. She was, she was it. out there in Vegas with Dennis Rodman when he took his trip out to Vegas, and then Michael Jordan mm-hmm. had to come to his room and drag him out of the hotel room. She was hiding behind the bed with the covers over her head because she was uh, <laughs> afraid of Michael Jordan. I would be, too. Dude's uh, intimidating. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah, He's goat. for sure. For I'd sure. also scream and pass out from glee that he was in the room. But other than that, Carmen Electra, 50 years old, Mike. Happy birthday to Carmen Electra. Uh, Mike, got some fantastic shows. We got some fantastic shows coming up. Uh, next week... We got an interesting one, Mike. It's been uh, been a, a you know little bit uh, setting this one up. We got Yacht Rock Review coming on the show. Hmm. Okay. They get the Yacht Rock in, man, and you know what? I like the Yacht Rock. Yeah, I'm, sounds good. I'm a fan. It's easy listening. It's '70s music. It is my favorite. You know, Yacht Rock. You got things like Crosby, Stills, Nash. Without the Young, mm-hmm. when you talk about those great albums, oh, classic. Maybe a little Eddie Money at the start of his mm, career. Ah, uh, Eddie Money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Yacht Rock Review, can't wait. They're coming through the area. They're going to be in Ponte Vedra, so you know what? They were like, hey, we're coming on your show. You don't have a say in it. And I was like, sounds good, guys. You know? Yes. I didn't even question it. So they're going to be on the show next <laughs> week. I can't wait for it, but until then, Mike, we got to wrap it up. I have been your host, Doc G, with me, as always, none other than the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Ferticus Charette. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Doc G. It's a great show. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it a doo-dah.